Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, it's the Secret Golf Podcast and I'm Diane Knox. It sounds a little bit different today because I am out of the studio and I'm actually in Orlando for the annual PGA merchandise show. So as I'm recording this, everything's just um, getting set up the final touches put to all the booths um, there's pretty much anything and everything you can imagine in the golfing world surrounding me right now and uh, yeah well I'll be able to talk about it a little bit more next week so this week on the podcast well it was probably the worst time for me not to be in the office because we had two victories from the secret golf team first of all on the pga tour andrew landry winning the american express in la quinta california his second victory on the pga tour and oh my gosh it was exciting um, kind of came down to the wire we're going to talk about that in a few minutes and also well a monday finish on the lpga tour it was their first tournament of the year, the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions here in Orlando, actually. And Gabby Lopez birdieing the seventh playoff hole to take the victory. Again, her second victory on the LPGA Tour. So congratulations to both of them. And hopefully we'll catch up with Gabby in the next couple of weeks to hear more about that. But oh my gosh, the whole thing was just very, very exciting to, to watch. And we're just so happy for them. A double victory on the team. So, well, on the podcast today, Elk is talking to Andrew Landry. It was so nice. He sent Elk the nicest text message afterwards, just saying thank you for all the help and the support and the role that Elk and Secret Golf play in Andrew's life and in his career. So we thought, well, the two of them have to get on for a little chat. Andrew is at home in Austin this week. Nice time to have an off week. 
But, I mean, he was leading, especially over the weekend. Um, he was up at the top of the leaderboard pretty much for the duration of the tournament, with it being a pro-am. The cut came after Saturday. But then, just when we thought he had it all wrapped up, he bogeyed three holes on the backside with a six-shot lead. And he was caught by Abraham Answer, who was nine under for his final round. But then, under pressure, Landry birdied 17 and 18 to clinch the title and win the American Express in Palm Springs. This is Elk and Andrew talking about the victory. I'm so happy for you. You know, you've been on a bit of a low, sh- you know, you, you haven't been playing good. Let's start with that first. I mean, what, what's been going on with your game? Um, honestly, you know, Chuck and I, uh, Chuck Cook, coach, this is, secret golf coach, coach yeah. your coach, one of the great top 50 coaches and, uh, of all time. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of the best, legend legend of the game and uh, legend coaching. I mean, he's taught Tom Kite to Payne Stewart, Jason Duffner, who's another secret golf guy. Um, you know, all these different players. And it, he just, he knows, he knows what to do. And, um, you know, we went over kind of what, went on in my in my golf game and um two years ago whenever i had a great season uh 2018 i looked back and really none of my stats were that even that good i just had you know some really hot putting weeks and uh the biggest aspect though was has been my putting and uh actually got a guy named bo hustler who plays the tour who helped me a little bit on my putting and my setup uh and uh once once he kind of got me set up in the right spot he um I went to my actual putting coach Pat O'Brien and uh Pat was like hey man this looks incredible um this is kind of where we need to be uh in the future and um and I've been rolling the ball well and I rolled it well in the fall season late at RSM and at Mayakoba and um and just really I got sick in in Hawaii, and I've just been playing some really good golf over the off season. I worked really hard, and um, but yeah, I've just the, the the biggest aspect is is the putting, and I haven't been putting the ball well, and uh, I finally got a week where I was just you know seeing the lines and catching a lot of good numbers, and um, you know having having to make all those those putts inside ten feet, and um, they were all just filling it up, so. It was yeah, I know. I, I, I saw your interview after the third round. And by the way, uh, I went through the tour school in 1987 at the stadium course. You talk about something scary uh, back then with Woods and and uh, and the lot of balls. So you find you you find yourself on try, uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday night with tied to the lead, five shots ahead of uh, Scotty Scheffler, a guy from University of Texas, and five shots ahead of the next guy. What is that like, first of all, sleeping on that that move right there, knowing what you got to go out and play that course, even though, you you know, it's scorable, but what was what that like first? Uh, well, Scotty and I were actually tied. We were five shots. We were both five shots ahead of uh, that's right. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, yep. uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was something, you know, th- that golf course is something um, different for me. I've... Um, the playoffs there, Rom and I kind of blew the build out and, um, there was not really anything, anyone that was really near us. I think maybe four shots is what we, 
we kind of came up with, I think, at the end of it or something like that. And uh, I just knew, you know, those guys, those guys played the stadium course on Saturday. They were they were able to get some uh, some good feelings on that golf course, especially Scotty. And uh, I knew that it was going to be a, a tough day because that golf course is extremely hard. Um, they've got some extremely hard holes that that uh, line up for me. When you say when you say it's going to be a tough day, what do what do you what do you prepare yourself for when you say it's going to be tough? Because I know what it's, what's tough for me. You've mentioned to me there's a few holes there that don't fit very good for you. Yeah. Um, so I I think that what what my game plan was was to obviously get off to a great start like I was doing in the previous turn or the previous round. Um, you know, I buried my second hole the first day, and then I buried my first hole day two and day three. So I was getting off the hot starts just to get my round going. And um, that were was you ready? Were you ready if you didn't? <laughs> Absolutely, because I knew I knew that I had I knew that I had time. Um, you know, Ricky, you don't ever want to to go out and immediately start playing defense on the first hole. Um, Ricky Fowler is one of the top players in the world, and you don't want to have to go up against him head to head coming down the stretch, um, and that's uh, that that would be even more nerve wracking, you know. So um, not <laughs> there's that, nothing that I can not think that. of that's more nerve wracking than playing the PGA West with the lead, having another player like Ricky Fowler, who you know he has his own. You know, you have to be prepared for Ricky Fowler because he puts so good and he gets on hot streaks, so you have to be ready for that. But yeah, I get it. And and you told me that the front nine, you know, you got off to a you blistered it, right? You got out to five shot yeah, lead, six shot lead. Yep. And what was uh, that like out there? Now you're on an island, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I was um Is that know, different? I, I told my It it was, you know, it 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 changed me a little bit in the way that I was playing. Um I What did you do? To, try to try to try to defend I, a little? I, I, you know, I, I started playing a little bit of defense there, and um, that's when the three bogeys came around. And it wasn't that I hit any bad shots. Um, you know, I, I hit I, – I missed my target. Awkward chip on the, here. You know, you you got left yeah. on – yeah, and you had a – that was a nasty chip you had at, what was that, 14? 14, 15, same thing. They were they were both super nasty chips. And then uh, – so it was it was like, hey, look. Let's go back and go back to to our game plan. I told Terry walking up to 16T. I said, "Let's go finish this damn thing off. Like we're quit quit messing around. Like we we don't get in these positions and not close the deal." And, and so, and when uh, you say when you got to 16, that's a par five. I mean, you probably can't reach. And then you've got 17, which is the Alcatraz hole, which is I don't know what it's like for you, but it's freaking scary hole for me when I was you know, when I was like going through there. <laughs> So you don't birdie 16. Scotty Scheffler birdie uh, Eagles 16, and now you got uh, Abraham Answer up ahead of you, finished on the same number you are. So now you're here. You are on 17T, tied. Now what? Now you got an island shot. Yeah, got an island shot. Um, and is that scary for you? Because every it was, person listening to this it, podcast has got to play a club championship, and they're tied with two holes to go. And of course, you birdie birdie, but how, how do you how do you how do you set it up mentally for yourself there? You know, I knew 18 was going to be a good hole for me. To be honest with you, um, I've played that hole so well in the past. 
uh, it sets up great for my football. Um, I could draw it if I wanted, uh, but for some odd reason, I've been uh, the, the last two days of the event, I kind of started fading my driver a little bit, and um, just from I think body just kind of getting a little tired, and um, my miss is always a little bit right, and I kind of hang back on it, and um, so I, I knew that that was going to be an easy shot. Um, the 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 shot on seventeen just set up really perfect for me. It was an awkward yardage for me. What was the What was the yardage? It was one fifty nine adjusted. Um, well, so you say adjusted to a little was, downhill. Yeah, it's, it's down minus seven, I believe. And uh, so it was one fifty nine, and I just. We had a touch of wind into it, so it was a perfect uh, holder's eight iron. I mean, just try to just aim it right in the middle of the green and just fade it two yards. And I mean, I just absolutely clutched this ball, and it it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And uh, you know, perfect yardage, got it up. As soon as you high, hit it, when you really soon as you hit it, you look up, you knew when you hit it, it was you were like, okay, yeah, I'm it, good here. That was, I'm good, I'm good. And then. Um, you know, they, they changed that pin location on, on 18. Normally it's a 20, 24 on, four from the left. But hold on a second. Let's go back to 17. Scheffler's over there. He's one back, and now you've got answers in the clubhouse. So was it it? Was this it for you? You had a 10-quarter to, to make on 17 that's going to put you basically where you can par 18 and win the tournament. Um, so what was all? What was that putt about? Were you, were you just like, this is it. i got to have this right now. Yeah, 100%. Um, it, it was kind of crazy, too, because I've, I, I've – I hit a great putt on 15, and I hit a great putt on 16, and they just didn't go in. And um, and I knew that I was struggling the ball well. I knew that anything inside that range I was making all week. And, uh, you know, whenever I get in situations like that, I don't focus on the outcome. I focus on my routine. Doing it right. Yeah, and – you know, the, the only thing that I can the only thing that I can control is my routine, and so what I did was I straight routine that putt. Right. Were you nervous? Right Were you putt. super nervous? What was on the nervous guy? You know, I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't. I, I, I felt I felt nerves more in the 13th, 14th, 15th hole than I did trying to make that putt on 17. And when you say when you say back in thirteen, fourteen, fifty, you thinking like, is this going to work out for me this week? Or was it that kind of doubt, yeah, or was absolutely. it like? Uh, it was it was never really a doubt. It was more of, hey man, let's just stop the bleeding. Like, quit quit messing around here. This is, um, and it just you know it just it was like a pile that just you couldn't stop. And, yeah. Uh, and, so and one I, day you you realize that it wasn't all your fault, right? The other guy, you know, I talk to my players all the time, including you, that as you look at the tape later, it had a lot to do with the other guy too charging down. That was you know good for him, right? Put all that pressure on you, sure. right? Absolutely, absolutely. So it's not all and, your you know, it's not all your fault, right? <laughs> no, for sure. It's just you know. Although you feel like it is. Place in the world, it's fun. It's fun to it's fun to uh, it's fun to get to. To see guys like that come out and shoot nine under on that golf course, which is an absolutely incredible, and uh, and you know go out and. We're just glad it wasn't ten. Right? That's what I used to tell my caddy. No, like I see someone up crazy going ahead of me, I'm like, get this guy finished, get him off the golf course, please. Yep. 
So you get to 18, you got a one-shot lead. Scheffler's kind of out of it if you hit a good tee shot. And, mate, you, as you just said, you miss it right if you miss it. So you're not thinking about the water left? Nope, not at all. Um, I aimed it. I took I took a more aggressive line than I would have um, just playing it on, on Friday. And, yeah. Or on Saturday. Um, on Saturday, well, yeah. I, I actually played it on so then you went with no, the driver played, uh, and you just piped it, right? Piped it. Yeah, just I took it right up to the left center of the fairway and faded it, just played my played my normal shot, faded it right back in the middle of the fairway and uh so what was your swing thought with Chuck for the week? To me like, you know, I see your swing all the time and it looks good always, but uh what what was your swing thought? You you're a real rotary player, you know, you've got a kind of a a shallow plane. What was the swing thought? It looked like you cocked the club up a little bit, and you are working through it nice right now. Yeah. Um, so what what always kind of happens with my golf swing is I always get underturned, and um, I, I do. It, it sounds very, it sounds crazy to me, but my upper body, for some odd reason, just doesn't want to turn. And uh, you look at my golf swing from whenever I was um, in college, and I I had massive hip turn. I had massive shoulder turn, and um, so my swing thought for the week was I was trying to get myself into my right heel. Um, On the back because I knew that if I can in my, in my back swing because I knew that if I could get into my right heel, I could turn as hard as I wanted and try to try to cover the golf ball. As, and as it's going to make you if you go back that far into your right ankle. Then you know you got to move coming down. It makes you move, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just getting just getting into my into my left toe. Uh, you know, Chuck Cook and I we've always worked on weight distribution going from my right heel to my left toe because the more that I can get into my left my right heel, the more that I can just turn into the golf ball into my left toe and. Uh, I'm always going to get up to it, you know, and that's kind of what I was leading back to. I was a little bit hung back, and, you know, when you're hanging back, you're, you're kind of not getting your weight up to the golf shot, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I start not covering it, and I start, you know, kind of hitting it low in the face, and a little, you know, cutty, and a little, you know, in the heel, and so. Everything we don't want. All, yeah, all things you don't want to do because it, you know, throws your distance control off. It throws your direction off. So um, my deal was to, to feel like someone at the start of my golf swing was pushing on my right knee as far back as I could to where I can get into my right heel. And, yeah. uh, man, did it did it work. I mean, I you can ask Nothing, Gary, nothing new here, life. right? That's a lesson that we've been doing for 40 years right there, you know, yeah. with Chuck. You know, into back into your right echo out into your left toe, and then back around it with the cover with the right side. Right? That's that's the old that's, that's as old as hills, right? That's it. That's it. There's nothing new there. It's just uh, it's just got to do it. Just got to understand it and do it. That's it. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I I. Uh, so you find yourself down the middle on 18. Now you've got this pin, and the, you know I'm I'm watching it, and everyone's saying you're going to hit it 30 feet. Pins cut front left, and I said, you know, I told my son, I said, you know, Landry's probably going to hit this between the pin and the water, and he goes, what are you talking about? He's got to hit it over there. I said, no, no, no. I said, no, no, no. It's over, and he's just going to now, he's just going for some style points. Well, you, did you pull it, or was it, did I did I call it right? No, I I was aiming it right there. Um, I over That's the best place to cut it from, right, because it's uphill. You don't want to no, be left no, with no. a 30-footer downhill. 
no doubt. I mean, I, you know, it's the, that green is so similar to that 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 pin location is so similar to the the back left. Uh, yeah. The further right you hit it there, the more of a swinging putt you're going to have. Um, obviously, with that pin location, you could have done something like Scotty Scheffler did. It just lands just a touch short of the flag or a touch come, short of the green. It just comes back. There. Yeah, yeah. And comes back. That's no good either. And so, yeah, and so, so you know, you know, the the closer you can get it to the water hazards, the closer you can get it to the out of bounds, the better opportunity you're going to have and a better look that you have coming into the greens or even putts. Yeah. So uh, that's how Pete, you know, designed his golf courses. And, uh, you know, I, I knew it was just an absolute perfect number. I actually told Terry, I said, hey, do you, do you want to just pump this long right in the middle of the green and, you know, have a two-putt? And he was like, no. He goes, it's no. a perfect number. You, you've been swinging it great all week. Let's hit a wet. Make sure let's get out of here. Yeah. And so that's exactly what we did. So, like, 38 to he was – Unreal, and, and you know you got to see your your family when you walked off the green, and the, the, the sun is shining. And what what they pay you? One point? What? How much you get? One point two. One point two million. Put you in the Masters. Going back, baby. Going back. All right. Well, as you know, mate, I'm your biggest fan. As you know it, we talk all the time. I just wanted to get the lowdown this morning on how this all went down out in the desert, and, uh, of course, you know how, much, how proud I am of you. And, uh, mate, thanks for this, uh, thanks for this update. I'll, uh, I'll let you go. I know you uh, got beer to drink and people to high-five over there in Austin. <laughs> have a great week. I'll see you. I'll see you next week. I'm coming to see you at the Phoenix. We'll have us, uh, let's have us a beer out there. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Thanks, I appreciate everything you've done for me. Sports Social Podcast Network.